Hi, I'm Melissa Withers, and this is Unfounded. In each episode, a guest and I tackle a topic about biz building and startup culture, but we do it by asking each other only three questions, one about the past, one about the present, and one about the future. The third question, the one about the future, that's the wild card. We have not shared this question with each other in advance. And that's it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, Saul. I'm so happy to have you here today as a guest on Unfounded. Uh, our topic today is business model innovation. And this is comes as a shocking surprise to no one who knows either you nor I that we would find ourselves here together today to have this conversation. Um, you know the format. Uh, we have three questions, one that looks to the past, one that talks to the present and one that leans into the future. And as you also know, question number three, the one about the future, that's the wild card. We haven't shared that with each other in advance. Um, so I'm excited and a little nervous because you know me just well enough to ask me a, like, a, like a good question or like a really scary question. Um, so no formal bios on the show, but for anybody that's listening or watching, uh, you can check the show notes uh, for a little bit about Saul's amazing career as an executive, as an innovator, and as a global thought leader on business model innovation. Um, but I, what I did ask Saul to do was to just pick three words that uh, he would use to describe himself before we jump into the conversation. So that's it. Three words, Saul. That's all you get. I could do it in two, yeah, as you know, I was uh, referring to myself as an innovation junkie, but I'll add hopeful, uh, since, since you gave me an extra word, a hopeful innovation junkie. I like it. I've been waiting my whole life to constrain you to three words. So um, today's like, well, I'm already, I, I, I feel like I've already won today. Um, all right, so we're going to get into it, our topic, business model innovation. So starting with the past. Um, you were a really early advocate uh, for this idea of using business model innovation as like a, uh, a, a functional framework uh, for creating disruptive innovation. Um, can you think back and remember what was the catalyst for this? Like what woke you to this idea that this framework could really be so powerful? Well, I, I had spent the previous, I don't know, 25 years as a road warrior consultant doing strategy work with lots and lots of executives. And it became clear to me that they were using buzzwords like innovation and transformation, but most of the projects ended up being more incremental or point solutions. And so I, we needed a way to talk about the context of the entire business model. Because what I've learned over the years is that a business model is a straitjacket in a good way, right? It gives everybody the boundaries, you know, the, and the rules of the road for how we're all going to work together uh, to run the business and for the business to work. Makes it really hard to change it. So I knew that if we wanted to, to enable transformational change, we had to focus on the business model and all of the elements of the business model. And as you well know, when we first started, nobody wanted to talk about that. That is, that is true fact. Yeah. Um, I, it's so I'm not allowed to respond to the questions, but I, I like, I so want to. Um, so thank you for that. Your turn. Hit me up. Okay. Looking, so looking we, backwards. Now I get the chance to see if you were mm -hmm. in all those years uh, that, that we worked together. Uh, so even today, after all these years, when you ask somebody about a business model, they think narrowly about the financial model. Uh, who pays the bills, 
uh, and you know better than that. So talk, talk to me about how you talk with your entrepreneurs at RevUp uh, about a business model. Actually, Saul, that was one of the most liberating things when I made the transition from working with enterprise and working with startups was the ability to talk about the importance of value proposition and about where the customer and the product get tangled up all along that journey from the from their where their need originates from to how happy you make them after you work with them, touch them, sell to them. Early stage companies were just already focused there almost myopically because they didn't they couldn't focus on all the operating infrastructure and all the other stuff what got them into entrepreneurship wasn't that sometimes you had to go back and correct for that because they had no idea how to actually build a, build a proper business um so with even today so if i think back now it's been you know it's been almost a decade that i've been working with early stage companies like time flies that really focusing on the how the customer fits into what you're doing all the way from the beginning to the end is still such an important part of a business model for an early stage company that I, I think we spend a lot of time for a surprising uh, amount of the company life cycle. So I work with companies that have you know many million dollars of revenue. Even there, if you are not really still thinking about your value proposition, evolving it, aligning it, extending it, stretching it, um, you're probably not gonna win. Uh, and so for me, I think, and I did learn, I did learn that through a lot of the work that we did at, at the Business Innovation Factory because we were focused on areas of high social impact where the end users were the people we cared about. So I think I went into entrepreneurship primed to think about the customer kind of the same way we thought about users of these systems. So I'm like team value prop all the way. So that's, that's it. All right, into the present. And how much things have changed with business model innovation in the present. I mean, it went from relatively unknown framework, uh, you know, kind of emerging from business schools into kind of like jump the shark over the top. It's all like, God, don't, don't Google it. You won't, you'll, you'll, you'll be overwhelmed. Right. Um, although I still do see uh, Alec, all Alex's stuff is still like the primary stuff, which is amazing thinking about that. Um, so in the present, um, many years ago, I know that you were somewhat unimpressed. Uh, with the notion that startups could drive big innovations in our world. I'm just curious if your thoughts on that have changed at all. Yeah, touche. That's such a great uh, question. You do know me. Um, I, it's not that I was unimpressed. It was, I always believed that transformational change was going to require both entrepreneurial action you know, from the ground up and large companies and institutions changing their business models you know, from the top down, and that maybe we'd get to the transform systems that we want uh, as a result of that. And I personally, because of my background, I knew the large enterprise space. And so it was easier for me, given all the other things I was trying to change, like learning human-centered design and rapid prototyping, you know, all the tools that we use for business model design, right? It was easier to, to bring forward all the things I knew about how to sell sponsored projects, how to build relationships in the executive suite from my, from my Road Warrior consulting days. Uh, it, it, fast forward to today, I would tell you that I've got every black and blue mark trying to get large organizations to change uh, and it's not going so well. Business models are hard to change. <laughs> and so I'm warmed up to the idea. Yeah. 
maybe we could take True everything. Story. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I can't, you know, I'm not gonna, I know that we said we weren't gonna comment, but I'm gonna tell you how I landed on this. I, I my thoughts have changed too. Um, you know, startups are really good at dying. It's the best, that's what they do better than everything. And they're not, um, I, I oftentimes will tell startups now, um, the best startups don't make a wave, they ride a wave. Now in riding that wave today, you can cut and carve into ways that fundamentally disrupt in a big way. But I now, I've learned on the other side now that the best place to be as an early stage company is, is riding a wave. Big enterprises make waves, startups ride waves. Um, and so in some ways I've moved a little closer to where you were and it sounds like you've moved a little closer to where I was at the time. So. Just, I figure I'd let, I'd let you off the hook on that one. So, um, all right, the wild card, the future right. question. So you've, heard, you've heard me uh, you know, say a thousand times uh, that uh, you know, we need to go from tweaks to transformation. That my overwhelming observation after all these years is that people talk about doing bold stuff, but they end up tweaking it or, or doing incremental change to their business model, the one they already have, as opposed to imagining a whole different one. How do you help entrepreneurs do something bold, right? So that they're not just trying to copy to take a SharePoint right, you know, away from a large company, that they're actually trying to make a new market. You know, yeah, I think about that a lot. And I, I it, that, that, that education that I received earlier in my career informed the point of view that I have today as an investor. And there's nothing wrong with incremental businesses. And you can, you can do cool things by incrementing, right? So I also think you don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And there are plenty of great businesses out there that become 20, $30 million companies by, by just sort of incrementally improving, by doing something a little better than someone else did it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Our country needs that. That creates jobs, services, products, like it's a good thing. But if you really wanna um, make a difference, have a competitive advantage and be in an industry for, for the long haul in a, in a truly exciting way, you, you do have to really be thinking about how you are fundamentally changing how value is delivered. And when I talk to, to my, the best startups about this, they almost start that way. Again, they're just not constrained by the burden of established business models. So they're making it up as they go. Um, and then I would say probably the most interesting phenomena that's kind of under that is you don't always, to make a really good innovative business model, you usually don't even have to invent any of the parts. So much of the innovation is just combining the parts in a way that nobody's thought of yet. And so there's so many entrepreneurs where like we get into it and I'm thinking, and I look at the, the opportunity to deliver value and it's, it's like super refreshing and liberating. You're like, you don't have to invent anything. You just have to, the invention, the innovation is stitching these pieces together in a way that, that, that does something new and exciting for somebody who wants to pay you for it. And so when I think about how business model innovation plays into the work that I do as an investor or as an advisor, you just sort of go into it knowing what are we talking about here? If we're incrementing and you're going to increment to build a really sexy $30 million company, I'm like, I'm in, I'm, I, I stand for that. But if you talk the game where you really want to, you want to be a, either a venture scale company, or you really do want to change the world, then we're probably talking more about, about, a, about making sure your business model is innovating uh, as fast as you can. And then I'll, I'll say this, I also, I, I mean, when we spoke not too long ago, I told you that you taught me the sentence, the half-life of a business model is shrinking. I can tell you in startup land, it shrinks so fast that I'm not even sure there is a half-life. Like sometimes I'm like, what just happened, right? In an enterprise, I, it's shrinking, but I think 
it shrinks a little more slowly just by the by gravitas, right? And so in startup land, a half-life of a business model, you blink your eye, you'll miss it. And so if you as the CEO, as the leadership team, if you're not business model innovators from day one, good luck, good luck, because you're gonna probably die. So um, yeah, it's, it's there in every way. But I just, I think this idea that everything has to be new and explosive and innovative overlooks sometimes the simple ways to innovate by recombining existing things in ways that really focus back on value. And I, I, there's some really exciting stuff that I've seen or participated in that's done exactly that. Um, and that makes me happy too. So, so there you have it. So, all right, I get to go last. Question to you, the future question, the wild card. Um, so back in the day, enabling infrastructure was like very much often seen as the most important part of a business model, right? This idea of like supply chain, get shit to the people who want it. Then as commerce became more digitized, we started um, getting more focused on having a really killer value proposition, right? And that was the part of the business model. So much so that the business model innovation people made value proposition uh, workshops, right? To help you work on that part of your business model. But given how much has changed globally and how fast human behaviors are changing, I wonder like what's next. And I wonder if you have any thoughts on what part of a business model you think is next in line for that kind of reverence, whether it's a component we commonly think of today or perhaps a component of a business model that's relatively new. Well, I, I think the thing that's been changing all along, and you referred to it before, but now it's there's no question about it, that that it, you have to become nimble uh, at reinventing your business model, right? And and that means entire new business models. That I, I think an entrepreneur really shows us the way because they have to go through five or six tries, you know, before they get to a model that looks like it might be scalable. The yeah. initial business plan never works, nope. right? But yet somehow we hold ourselves accountable to a plan that we think is going to work instead of constantly iterating. And so I think what's really changing is this thing you talked about before, which is being nimble about combining and recombining parts outside of the context of your current business model which is easier to say than it is to do because a business model really constrains you know, what you can do, where the resources are, who gets promoted, right? And so what you really have to do is create the conditions where it is safe to try a different business model that relies on existing parts just configured in a different way with complete freedom to change the value equation. And once you can serve a small number of customers, now I can start thinking about scaling. The biggest yeah. problem we have is, is our obsession with scale. And we think we can get to scale right away. Uh, and we forget that it's better to serve a dozen customers really, really well before you start thinking about the next hundred, next thousand, you know, next hundred thousand customers. Uh, and that's a tough lesson that a lot of entrepreneurs uh, need to learn. Yeah, true story. So maybe the part of the business model that we need a little box for is your business model innovation engine. <laughs> like now when you think, and who's in it? Who, who are the people like, right? And instead of thinking of it as living outside your business model, now we're gonna think about it like a spark plug that's gotta be in your business model, not some outside people or consultancies or some exercise that you do while half drunk at the company retreat, you know, uh, every June. So um, yeah, I agree. My God, we're not supposed to agree so much. We're supposed to, I don't know, disagree for the sake of intellectual progress, but um, that's just not the case. I just agree with you 100%. So 
That's it. So I, We're done. We did it. We blasted through our three questions and I, I didn't get a wild card uh, question for you. Oh, you didn't? I thought you, uh, oh, that was just a sub question. Yeah. Oh, no, but we, so bonus question. Give it, let's do it. I thought that second question you had, the third question, but that was a follow on question. Oh, you don't, you don't get off so easy here. We can do all right. The, Lay it the, on me. Well, at, the mistake I made all these years is I focused on institutions and community. And then I got around to saying maybe, just maybe we need to transform ourselves. Right. And I've come to the opinion I mean, that was the last chapter in my book. And I, now I believe it should be the first chapter in the book. Right. Because I don't think you transform your business model without really looking inward and, and figuring out how you're going to reinvent yourself. Uh, and so my question for the wild card question for you would be, what are you doing uh, to build on all this? I don't know how you got this education and how you got where you are, but uh, I'm pretty excited hearing you. What are you going to do next? How are you reinventing? Yeah. I like, I mean, I, I could, I could burst into like happy tears, just even thinking about the importance of that question. I think one thing I forgot along the way too about business building was, you know, being human, right. And the humans inside all of these things that we talk about as codified and somehow extraneous structures. It's just a bunch of humans running around trying to like make things happen. And so when I think about where I'm at, like a lot of people too, just this moment in time, this moment in history, uh, this age, right? Like there, everything's converging. Um, and I feel that it's my, it's like a, it's an imperative, right? To be thinking about not just how am I going to coordinate all the things around me, but like, how am I going to change as I lean into that? Um, and I've been thinking a lot about my own own uh, precious um, possessive feelings about my business models, right? And and my willingness to let them go and to see where see what happens when you do that. And you know me, I I like I'll be the first one to tell you for you all the things you need to do, and then just not do any of them myself, right? And and I think um, a lot of the work that I'm doing now at, professionally is is actually applying some of the same coaching that I give to, to all of our companies uh, to our own business and how Alan and I think about the future of revenue-based funding, about helping more founders build better businesses, about making the world a more just and equitable place and being a better human, uh, like a, a better partner, a better friend, a better, a better mom. And so I've been doing stupid stuff like, um, using my panda planner and listening to relaxing meditation music and calling up old friends and asking them the questions I've always wanted to ask them. But I think um, we are the, like we have, we have a business model inside of us. <laughs> and if you're not innovating it, you're missing out on, on the, all the ways that you can create value. Right. And so for me this time, you know, you and I, we had, we've had some friends pass away this year. I mean, so many things. Um, yeah, I, I'm really humbled by the question. I don't have a good answer, except that you are, um, it's on my mind and I'm committed to, uh, I'm committed to figuring it out. So check back in. We'll see the new Melissa business model. Uh, we'll see how I can reconfigure all the, I'm not going to reinvent anything. I'm too old, but I'll see how I can reconfigure all the bits and pieces, right. To deliver more value to the world. So, um, so thanks for the question. It's a, it's a good one. I actually have a segment coming up tonight uh, with a, a, an entrepreneur about being human while building a company. See, look how soft and squishy I've gotten in my old age. Look at that. Well, that's it. We hit it. We're out of time. Um, and this was amazing. And thank you so much for participating. And I can't wait to share this with the world.
always, Melissa. Thanks. Great to be with you.